0: Hello, and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So today we also have with us a special guest, Charlotte Sable, member of the Commander Advisory Group. Welcome back to the show, Charlotte.
2: Always a pleasure to be here.
0: There's a uh, announcement just earlier this week during the Command Fest Online, and we were hoping that we could get your insight into the decision to make this change to the rules, um, what, how it's going to affect Commander as a format, and and just some of the the behind the scenes info that you have as a member of the Commander Advisory Group.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: So, so tell us about this change. What's new?
2: Okay, so I'll I'll say what the rules were before, and then we can go over the change. So, under the previous rules, I mean technically this rules change doesn't take effect until the Core Set 2021 release, but you know it's Commander. Obviously, if you want to play with it now, you're welcome to. We're not going to, like, beat down your door and make you not play with it until, you know, <laughs> the end of the month or whatever. Um, but anyway, yes. So under the current rules, uh, when your commander would die or go to exile, uh, you can choose to instead send it to the command zone. But if you do that, it goes there you know as a replacement effect. So it doesn't actually go to the command zone or exile. So it won't trigger Anything that triggers when the creature dies or is exiled, and that sort of thing, basically. But with the new change, we're changing it so that commanders will actually die and go to exile, and then you can then move them to the command zone as a state-based action the first time after they hit that zone. Uh, it's staying as a replacement effect for other zones like the library and the hand. So if your commander would go to your library or your hand, you still have the choice to put it in the command zone instead. It doesn't go to those zones, but there's less things that trigger on that sort of thing. And because those are hidden zones, there would be more rules complexity and being able to fish your commander out of those zones again. If uh, For anyone who knows the nitty gritty of the rules, this rules change is using a bit of the technology that's used for the death touch state-based action so many people actually don't know this but if i say have a creature with death touch that deals damage to your indestructible creature and then later in the turn your indestructible creature loses indestructible it won't die because you've already passed the check for the death touch damage for that first time after the damage was dealt
0: oh interesting
2: yeah again many people probably don't know that but yeah it's death touch only checks the first time after and this is the same Basically, you get one chance to move your commander back to the command zone if you don't take it, which you're welcome not to. You can leave your commander in exile or in the graveyard, but you can't then later choose to send it to the command zone unless it would change zones again, basically.
0: So for example, if you had a Child of Alara as your commander, and just want to check my understanding here, it has a death trigger that when it dies, destroy all non-land permanents. So previously, you had to either leave your Child of Alara in your graveyard or send it back to the command zone and you wouldn't get the trigger. But now you get to get that trigger and then send it to the command zone. And uh, so it seems like kind of the best of both worlds.
2: Yeah, it is. But at the same time, there's also not any element of choice. Like, let's say that you, you you have Child of Alara about to die, but you have a bunch of like artifacts and enchantments and your opponents don't have much, and you would rather it say not die and blow up everything. You don't get the choice. It goes to the graveyard. Uh, Just to be fair, there is no more replacement effect for dying or exile. It's just the state-based action. You can't choose to send it to the command zone instead. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's upsides and downsides. There's more upside than downside, which is why the change was made. But there are both upsides and downsides. Nothing comes without a cost, right?
0: So are there um, any other tricks that we should be aware of? Any other unusual corner cases that might come into play during gameplay as a result of this rules change?
2: Yeah, so uh, the sort of well-known uh, banishing light trick, as it's known, where if your commander would be like hit with a banishing light or any of the single ability uh, exile for a period of time effects, previously you could send your commander to the command zone and then if it hadn't left the command zone in the time and then the thing exiling it went away, you would get your commander back into play that doesn't work anymore because mm. now under the new thing your commander goes to exile and then you can choose to put it in the command zone uh so if you want to mm. get if you think you're going to destroy the thing you have to leave it in exile but then it's not in the command zone and not able to be cast if you move it to the command zone it's in the command zone it won't come back when the banishing light goes away anymore
1: yeah that is more intuitive
2: yeah it makes a lot more sense uh, that one was kind of just a loophole and I'm not (laughs) sad to see that one, though. So that's kind of a downside. One other big downside is now there are certain kinds of cards that can actually steal a commander uh, that couldn't before. So something like the card Necromantic Selection, which was from Commander 14 and Commander 17, uh, says destroy all creatures, then return a creature card, put into a graveyard this way. To the battlefield under your control it's black and a zombie in addition to its colors and types and then you exile necromantic selection so now you can steal someone's commander with it because the commander will go to the graveyard and because you're in the middle of resolving a spell date based actions aren't checked until the spell finishes resolving so while you're doing the second part of the spell to return the thing to the battlefield the commander is there and is a an legal choice to be brought back. And so you can steal someone's commander that way.
0: Interesting. Would that also work for Limdul the Necromancer? He's got an ability that says, whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you may pay one in a black. If you do, return that card to the battlefield under your control. If it's a creature, it's a zombie in addition to its other types.
2: No, Limdul won't work because he's a triggered ability. And so basically people would get priority, which means state-based actions would be checked before that trigger goes to resolve and so Mm -hmm. the opponent will have had the choice to move their commander out of the graveyard first of course if they leave it there you can grab it but that's the same as before like the only things that let you steal the commander are things that literally make it change zones and then put it back under your control as part of the same effect okay so for example uh an effect like uh conjurer's closet Like if I've stolen your commander with like a threaten effect and I have conjurer's closet at end of turn, I can target your commander with it. It will exile and then return immediately to the, to the battlefield under my control. And so now I can use that to basically keep control of your commander. Uh, Whereas previously you would have had the option to send your commander back to the command zone in the middle of resolving that trigger.
0: Hmm. Well, appreciate your, your intimate knowledge of the rules to help explain this change.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, like the basics are easy but the the corner cases are a little are a little like dusty right now cuz people haven't like delved into them too much. So yeah. Yeah. But sure. mind you these were all this was all considered when we were deciding on what course to take to change the rules. So
0: What would you say are some of the biggest factors behind this change?
2: Um well this is something that players have wanted for a while like anytime that there's a commander with a death trigger this comes up as something people want so you know, Elenda is the big recent one that people were asking about. Uh, people were talking about it back when uh, Iconic Masters came out with the Spirit Dragons getting their beautiful new art reprints. You know, and because it's something that's an intuitive way and something that seems closer to how normal magic works. Like a creature dies, it dies, right? It It should die. I shouldn't have to be, you know, like, I mean, I'm on the RC and I'm a judge, but lots of times i'm still like resolving a wrath and okay i have you know this thing that triggers when people or someone has you know say a blood artist or whatever and that's okay so that's 12 triggers oh wait no two of those are commanders okay only 10 triggers you know that sort of thing now that that doesn't have to happen anymore definitely so obviously this is something that we want you know Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense and takes a little bit of mental load off of people when resolving those sorts of effects there was also uh pressure to the rc from wizards studio x and d whatever you want to call it because the current uh wording basically closed off design space They couldn't make commander they couldn't make le- they didn't want to make legendary creatures with death triggers because they wouldn't work in commander the way people would expect them to right mm-hmm And then the biggest thing that actually made the change actually happen is that after, you know, literal years of, you know, thinking about this, we actually finally found a uh, we actually found an execution that was clean, both in intuitive function and rules wise, because there's lots of ideas that seem simple in execution, but are rules nightmare to work out. Like, I'm trying to think of like some rules examples like...
1: well, I mean, like, Animate Dead it comes to mind whenever yeah. I think of something yeah. like animate this. Yeah, Animate
2: Dead is a very simple concept. It's an aura that brings something back from the battlefield and then sits on it and is the animating force. And if it goes away, the thing goes away. Like, that sounds simple, but it takes, you know, lines and lines and lines of text to make that work.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: yeah, That's a really good example of that, right? Yeah. And then there, you know, so there's things like that. And then there's rules explanations that would be super clean, but would just, like, not... Would just sort of, like, blow the minds of people. Like, mm-hmm. there were thoughts for a second. Like, one of the things we were considering is that, okay, we'll do some sort of, like, a metaphysical split where, like, technically the commander does die, but the card never physically moves to the graveyard. But... Like the the physical card that is your commander goes to the command zone, but the game object that is the creature goes to the graveyard, and it was like a whole like woo woo, you know.
0: Wow,
1: L-
2: a little a little yeah. hard for the layperson to grasp, probably. Yeah,
1: like like the game would trigger the death yeah. trigger for you instead of the commander hitting the graveyard, triggering the Basically, death Basically, like,
2: it it dies but the card never hits the graveyard and you're, then you're getting into distinctions between cards and game objects and <laughs> that's a little deeper rules wise than you want the average commander player to need to understand, yeah. so...
0: Yeah, when people discussed this in the past, that was kind of what was on my mind is um, just how how difficult it would be to execute cleanly in the rules. And that was part of the reason I was so skeptical of this change when it had been discussed mm-hmm. in the abstract. So I really yeah. want to congratulate you all for coming up with a solution that works the way people want it to, makes sense within the rules, isn't, yeah. it is something that someone who's not a judge can understand.
2: Yeah, I mean... This this conversation started in earnest between the RC and the CAG uh, back in like October or November of last year, and we were just sort of batting ideas back and forth for like you know like not all the time like there were a couple of days of intense discussion and then just idea backs and forths between people for uh, over the intervening time and then you know me and Toby had a couple like deep rules brainstorming sessions and sort of that sort of stuff. And, you know, this is where we ended up. There were a lot of bad options that we considered. Like, we considered, okay, the creature, like, what if it's, you know, a state-based action, but it forces the commander back to the command zone? And then it's like, well, that completely ruins commanders, like, hack on and,
0: Mm, you know, whatever. Right? Phage.
2: Phage, that sort of thing, yeah. And so... You know, we didn't want that. We wanted people to have a choice, but we also didn't want to have an open-ended choice with like us. You know, there was also talk of, okay, well, there's a special action so that any, at any point you have priority, you could, if your commander's in, you know, a zone other than the battlefield or the command zone, you can, you know, move it back. And, but then that's like, that's open to its own kind of abuse. And, you know, so we wanted something that's clean, that feels natural But, you know, it took a while to sort of settle on this one, which is which makes the most sense. Definitely. And then even with this one, there was discussion of whether it should be an across-the-board change, so there would be no replacement effect anymore, and it applies to all zones, but then there was weirdness with the card going to hidden zones and pulling it out, and the game can handle it, but then, you know, from, like, a gameplay perspective, pulling the card out of a library, for example, is awkward, and you, you know, know um, that sort of thing, right?
0: Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, although I, I mean, the the previous version of the rules was not intuitive. I've definitely played games where I was the only person who actually understood how it worked. But still, I think that the number of like format staples that this affects is relatively small, Um, you know, it'll, Mm -hmm. it'll change how grave pact works. It'll, you'll get more skull clamp triggers if you put it on your commander. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but also the number of commanders that it affects is relatively small. I think it's like less than 30 commanders who have like any sort of trigger and then like maybe 12 to 15 that are highly impacted and will really change the gameplay for. Why was this change made when it, um, affects a relatively small number of games?
2: Uh, Well, like I said before, there was pressure from wizards themselves because this was hindering design space for new legendary creatures. So you can expect going forward, I don't know if there's anything in M21 or C21, like uh, Core 21, that deals with this, but you can expect going forward that there will be more commanders playing in this space. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then also just, there was just a, like you were saying, you were the only one who understood how it worked beforehand, right? There were a large swath of players who just thought it worked this way in the first place, right? Like, literally, uh, Shivam, you know, who is a wonderful person and fellow CAG member, you know, lovely guy, but, like, the farthest thing from a judge. And Mm -hmm. he literally didn't know... That it wasn't already this way until we started discussing it back in like October, November, you know, and he has an Elenda deck that he's been had for like a while. So that's how he found out he'd been playing that wrong. So, you know, (laughs) if even someone as invested as Shivam can get it wrong, then, you know, there's, you know, he's indicative of a whole class of people out there that are already playing it this way. Or something similar to this way, and so we want to make it intuitive for those people.
1: Yeah, if all things go well, then they won't have known anything changed.
0: Yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask you another question. Um, yeah. So this this rules change is one way to make these types of commanders work, but Wizards has also experimented with other types of triggers that sort of simulate what people want. So, for example, the new Gerard Capuchin um, Gerard Weatherlight mm-hmm. Hero or uh he has a a dies then exile trigger that get mm-hmm. lets you get a dies trigger, but then when you send him to exile, you could send him back to the command zone. Um yeah. there's also leaves the battlefield triggers that they've been experimenting with on like Toofy, Imaginary Friend, and Grothama. Right. So uh there, there's always been an option for R and D to use like design practices to avoid the issue of like oh your commander doesn't work that Alenda doesn't work the way you think it does um why was a rules change made when it could be solved at the r&d level
2: well again those are sort of hacky uh fixes for it and let's be fair a leaves the battlefield trigger has a much wider uh has a much wider uh, girth of things that trigger it than just death, right? So it's very Mm -hmm. different from a death trigger, right? Whereas something like Gerard's trigger, you know, harkens back to cards like, you know, uh, Academy Rector or Arena Rector, you know? So it's an effect they've done on even non-legendary things in the past for, like, powerful one-time effects. Um, So it makes sense in sort of a non-commander context. But, again, these fixes are sort of very hacky and unintuitive and not very clean and so this uh this change is going to let r&d have more elegantly designed commanders with things that don't read oddly outside of commander contexts right Mm -hmm. like 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 think about it if they didn't have to put the weird then exile from graveyard thing like gerard could have easily well maybe not because he's dead but like you know functionally they could have made like a descendant of Gerard with that template or with that ability in Dominaria, for example. Right. But yeah, whereas now they had to put him in a commander set and it was like, eh.
0: Okay. Understandable. One thing I just wanted to confirm, uh, there, there are other formats that use a commander. Is this also going to impact say brawl?
2: Uh, as far as I know it will, because it's adding a new state based action to the game. Um, so it'll affect any format that uses a commander, such as Brawl. Um, and again, I believe other formats with commander-like things, like, say, Oathbreaker, I believe they have rules that say any rule that would affect a commander affects your... whatever they call their the commanders at the Oathbreaker, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, that's right. So as far as I know, it will it will impact all of those formats in the same way.
0: Okay. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, and uh, feel free to, uh, you know, invoke your ability to plead the fifth here. But um, and you also don't have to tell me which ones. But has there been pressure from Studio X R and D Wizards to make any other rules changes?
2: Uh, if so, the CAG hasn't heard about it. Um. Again, that would be something that the RC would know more. Like, we don't communicate directly with Studio X as the CAG. We, everything gets filtered through the RC. So there might be other things, but that's, this is the only one so far that the RC has brought to the CAG for
0: discussion.
1: Hmm.
0: Gotcha. So I understand this rules change is going into effect with the release of Core 21. Uh, yep. Why was the decision made to announce it uh, so soon? Like, normally... The the rules changes, the the banning decisions are more closely linked to um, those milestones. Why why was it announced during the Command Fest?
2: Right. So, again, the intent was to announce it with the uh, quarterly announcement for Corset 2021. But because this is a fun, this is like a game wide rules change, it would have been announced in the update bulletin for. 2021 and that's all and that's released like even before pre-release mm-hmm. and so that would have been the first time people had heard about this rules change and we wanted to get ahead of that and we wanted to, uh, the RC wanted to make sure that basically commander folks heard it from a commander source before they, they saw this random thing in you know a rules update bulletin on the wizard site and like we're unsure how how to take it?
0: Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. Um, the... And then they
2: figured with, sorry, and then they, the RC figured with that need for a quick announcement in mind, uh, the Command Fest online was the best venue to get it to the most ears and eyes and also a good way to draw perhaps some attention to the online charity event that wouldn't have otherwise gone its way.
0: Well, I, I definitely think it's a that's a smart decision. Um, giving people more time to digest it makes sense. And also, I know that there's a lot of players who don't read the update bulletins necessarily. So getting it out there in a more visible way makes, certainly makes sense. Yep. All right. Uh, well, are there any other um, tidbits of in- information? Any other um, corner cases with the rules? Uh, how, how, do, how do you feel about this change? What, what else would you like I'm- to say about DICE triggers?
2: I'm completely on board with this change, and I, I mean, we decided this uh, before, like, we had our, our discussions back, like, our serious discussions, like, we first floated it back in, like, October, November, then there were more discussions in, like, December and January, and then even before uh, our Acoria meeting... Uh, it was announced to us through the RC that this change was happening, but for internal wizards reasons, it was being held back until the corset. set. And so hmm. holding on, holding this information like secret has been pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to weird corner cases with like mutate that, only really m- mattered for this brief window when the old rules for commander death oh, were in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like under the current rules, like there's this weird thing where if your commander's part of a mutate stack and the stack dies, your commander is still considered to have died so it will get any death triggers even though that one card goes to the command zone and it's like, and now it just works and it makes sense and it's <laughs> not any sort of weirdness like that
1: right yeah that is true that's really interesting
2: so that that was like sort of a hair pulling moment in that like i have to explain this interaction and explain why it works that way and but i can't even though in a couple weeks it's not gonna matter this is just like a three month a three month kludge right yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is the the spare as you're on your way to get the the real tire Yeah, yeah
2: exactly exactly but i'm glad that that'll be much easier for people to understand as well um as for other interactions, I can't think of any specifically. I've mentioned the big ones that I can think of um yeah i'm sure I'm sure I'll get a ton of questions based on this uh mm-hmm. I mean personally, I'm happy for it. I mean, it'll certainly make me reconsider uh you know playing certain decks. So yeah, it might be that was my I'm, question. <laughs> yeah, I might want to build uh some of these commanders. Not like child or anything, but like I've been a little dissatisfied with like my mono black deck for a while, so now I might look at, you know, you know, is is there anything like that might make me want to make it a Koku Show deck, for example, or whatever. Maybe not focus on infinitely looping Koku Show, but you know, just like you know, it's a good value commander in that case, sort of thing. Um but yeah, like I don't know. I don't have any any immediate plans to build any of these commanders, but you know, we'll see what the future holds. It makes things a little more open and a little easier going. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in building any of these commanders now, or did you have any of these decks? Or
1: Yeah, I actually tried for a very long time to make Rolesk Apex Hybrid, and it just, it kind of required like just enough cards because of the dies trigger to like be able to get it him back and loop it enough that like it always felt kind of watered down but I think if I was going to go back and make a deck now it would probably be Alenda I think that would probably be the one that I would make at this point that's fair
0: yeah I like Alenda too Uh, this probably I think she has one of the largest deltas in playability in terms of before and after this rules change
2: oh yeah definitely though I mean to be fair what you need to play to get your commander out of your graveyard isn't that big and even then there's even been a few new tools lately like uh like titan's nest which is a really really good card Mm -hmm. that lets you exile things out of your graveyard so that is true yeah
1: yeah nick had a phage the untouchable deck that Mm -hmm. felt very similar to how building some of these commanders did pre rules change where like you just Mm kind of felt like that extra hoop you have to jump through was just a little bit too much to yeah. like, make it
0: fun yeah just yeah. the fact that you can't really use your command zone yeah <laughs> you just have to just shuffle it around between the other zones
1: yeah I really am appreciative of this change because all of a sudden you don't have to do that I think I, I was trying to think of a rules change that was like this ever where it was mostly upside and almost entirely no downside because I think the corner case you mentioned Charlotte was the only one that i can think of that is bad where like let's say you are playing child of alara and you have more non-land permanence than your opponents at the time yeah i think i I can't really think of any other situation off the top of my head where this is a bad thing for the game
2: well again there's the there's you know the necromantic selection thing but like again this just this just makes the uh, you know this just makes the graveyard a slightly more equitable zone, like if I can steal your your commander on the battlefield, I should still be I should have some way to steal it out of your graveyard, right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, uh, it's I mean, yeah, but yeah, the downsides are very minimal, and like you can sort of count them off, but like,
0: yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm
2: sure I'm sure more will come to light as we go forward.
0: So. Yeah, I definitely made use of the banishing light trick. A lot, but mm-hmm. it didn't really feel like I was outplaying my opponent. It's just like I knew the rules slightly better mm. than them i I knew that about this unintuitive thing that happened,
2: yeah, exactly,
0: um
2: and like if you know you're gonna destroy the banishing light, then you can just send your commander to exile, like you know,
0: yeah, it goes from being like no risk to some risk,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, okay, one one last question for you. Um, was there any thought of a trial period before the rules change? Um, or is this something that you're very confident in, didn't need to try it out?
2: Um, well, the idea of floating a trial period wasn't brought up by the RC. And again, because this is a actual game-wide rules change, it needed to be set in stone to mm-hmm. you know to actually be put in the comprehensive rules and whatnot and so that was never floated but again when we were going through these decisions we literally were brainstorming all the little corner cases and possible negative interactions of it and like it'll change how some decks play sure it'll make some decks better it'll make something slightly worse but i think overall it's gonna have a net neutral effect maybe net slightly positive on the format you know
0: i i agree well, I think that like making the rules more intuitive is definitely a, a yeah, large exactly. positive.
2: Yeah, exactly. It reduces the uh, it reduces the excess rules baggage needed to play Commander. So,
0: well, um, I think that's that's all we have time for today. Thank you again for coming on the show to explain this rules change. Um, really appreciate your your rules knowledge, your insight, the behind the scenes info makes it a lot more understandable. And I'm glad that I could sort of clear away my own misunderstandings about the change (laughs) right away
2: yeah absolutely it's going to take a while for the information to filter through to the community but again that's why i offered to come on you know i want to make sure that people understand this i was going to be working on like a nice big long in-depth article for this and then they ended up you know pushing forward the announcement of it so it's like so now i'm just doing the rounds on podcasts and stuff to yeah (laughs) get -hmm. the word out instead
1: yeah
0: still effective yeah
2: yeah exactly thank you again for having me on it's always a pleasure
0: oh well, same to you thank you all for listening we we actually are going to have charlotte on another episode very soon so go ahead and give that a listen as soon as it comes out if any of you theorists want to get in touch with us i am at commander theory on twitter and tumblr and zach is at fat bartleby on twitter our theme song is lincoln continental by entropy and you can check them out on soundcloud Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board.